Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. What's up? And before we start, it's been a couple weeks, I know. But before we start, got to let you guys know, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at PerfectShaker.com. Perfect Shaker has all of your fitness accessory needs. So if you are a fitness person like me, you want some cool shaker cups to take to the gym to mix your protein powders or your pre-workout or your intro workout or even just water. I just carry it around and drink water because you don't want to, you know, just keep buying water bottles and you don't want to have a water bottle that's not BPA free. So perfectshaker.com has a shaker that is great for all of those things. It also has meal prep bags, meal prep containers, pill bottles, or pill containers, wrist straps, wrist straps, workout towels. They have the best workout towels. I'm not just saying that because I'm a customer. I'm saying it because it's right. It's true. I love their workout towels. Matter of fact, the other day, uh, well, we'll get into this probably, maybe, I don't know, but long story short, I got attacked by a pit bull this past weekend and uh, had a little bit of a bloody hand um, from it. No, not from it. The Okay, long story short, I got attacked by a pit bull, it bit my hand, didn't break the skin, but it gave me this huge blood blister underneath my hand, and then when I was at the gym on Monday, lifting, the weight was too heavy and it popped the blood blister. That's where the blood came from, not from the actual, in the moment of getting attacked by a pit bull. Like I said, I'll get into that later, <laughs> but uh, the, the towel um, absorbed all the blood and everything, so I was able to kind of clean up the mess really fast because I don't want to walk around with a bunch of bloody, uh, bloody paper towels. You know, it was a lot of blood. <laughs> I didn't realize. I'll, I'll get it. Like I said, I'll, I'll get into it. I, I felt my hand; it was hurting because of the pit bull bite. Obviously, it was swollen, and like I said, there was a bloody blister underneath the skin, um, and it was hurting. And then all of a sudden, I look, and there was just like blood all over my hand. I posted a picture on my Instagram story, but anyway. <laughs> if you want the best workout towels and all the other fitness accessories I just spoke of for you or for a fitness lover in your life, go to perfectshaker.com, enter promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds, you will save 15% off your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. Bucked Up, you guys, I am 44 years young. Um, I take very good care of myself, um, almost to a fault. And I say that because I probably would have a little bit more money if I didn't spend so much on just taking care of myself. But it's not cheap to take care of yourself. I get it. You know, like eating right and eating the protein bars and all the vitamins I take and everything. <laughs> like, I, I, I said the other day, okay, the perfect example, I went and I bought like some protein bars for my trip and it was like $30. And then I bought groceries for like a few days and it was thirty dollars. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. But anyway, um yeah, so do yourselves a favor if you wanna lose weight, gain muscle. Um they have a whole endurance line now. I'm loving uh they have this this uh mix called full bore. And uh I'm it's made for endurance athletes like uh like myself and it it fucking works dude i wish i would have had it the last time i ran the last marathon i ran because even though i got my pr i might have done even more but i'm using it now and i'm hoping i can get my pr 
Um, but the marathon I'm going to run is a trail marathon, which is a little bit different than a road marathon. So my time's going to be a little bit slower. So if I do get a PR, it's going to be a fucking miracle, but I don't care. Anyway, um, like I said, whatever your fitness goal is, Bucked Up has a supplement for you. You can even go on their website and their sample packs if you want. I could send you a link for a sample pack. All you got to do is pay shipping and handling for most of them. Um, try them out, dude, and whatever your fitness goals are. None of this, you know, bullshit, you know, Herbalife fucking bullshit, all these bullshit supplement companies that, you know, don't really work. You know, supplements are exactly what they sound like. Supplemental. They're made to help you reach your goals. They're not going to get you to your goals. You still have to put in the work, you know. So anyway, with that being said, go to buckedup.com, answer the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10 in the word pounds, and you will save 20% off of your order. Okay, you guys. So, um, you know, sometimes I have guests, sometimes I don't. Um, sometimes I share kind of songs that I've been, um, you know, listening to during my workouts and stuff. And as you guys know, um, I run a lot. I'm training for a marathon. Again, um, I have one coming up on October 28th. Uh, I was going to run one October 21st, but I got to come back home for some things. So anyway, um, and as you guys also know, I'm a big fan of David Goggins. He's actually the guy that kind of got me back into running marathons and inspired me to fucking start doing it and just challenging my body and taking me bo taking my body to even you know, higher places than I've been before, um, and someone, I don't, I'm assuming this guy's like a DJ or something, but his name is Akira the Don, and he has this compilation of, like, music and beats set to David Goggins quotes, and I, I know I've talked about David Goggins in the past, but long story short, it's not going to do it justice if I don't tell the whole story and I don't have time to do the whole fucking story. So I'll summarize it very simply like this. David Goggins was a Navy SEAL. Okay. Um, just to summarize that part, because that's a whole story in itself. He decided he wanted to be a Navy SEAL and he was too fat to join the Navy SEALs. No body shaming there. No fucking body positivity. If you try to join the Navy SEALs, they have a weight fucking limit. So you want to call it healthy to walk around at 300 pounds? Fine. Guess what? You can't be in the fucking Navy SEALs. Okay? So when he went to sign up and enlist in the Navy SEALs, he had already been in the Air Force. They told him he needed to lose like 100 pounds, which he fucking did in three months. He lost 100 pounds to make the weight to join the Navy SEAL. How do you lose 100 pounds in three months? Read the fucking book. Can't hurt me a lot of hard work and eating right and everything and it's possible if you put your mind to it anyway um, next he uh, decided to start running ultra marathons 100 mile races and then he started running 240 mile he's just a fucking inspiration dude he set the world pull up record he's a fucking badass dude he's somebody that I look at and I'm like fuck I'm not doing enough so I love the guy he's written two books can't hurt me is number one and Never Finish is the second book. Um, I highly suggest you guys read it if you want some motivation, if this isn't enough motivation for you. Um, but this guy, Akira the Don, um, created this mix where it's like David Goggins talking, but to music, and it's pretty good. So this is one of my favorite songs. I have it on my marathon playlist. 
right? Right already you're just like, oh shit. Uh, uh. And then you're like, okay. Like, I'm already kind of getting into it. Right? Uh, uh. What? So here's David Goggins. Right here. Because I want to say the exact opposite of what the world, today's world, is saying. So we read a bunch of books nowadays. As humans, we, we want to find out how to be someone else. What we don't do is we don't go inside. So literally turn yourself inside out. Like we're writing a book every day of our lives. But we never read that book. You have to look inside of yourself to see what you really want. What are you passionate about? We use these words and these little phrases of only the strong survive right? all the crap. This They're dude can fucking, fucking make you want to walk through so a fucking wall. I hearing people just talking like right now. Someone may think, Goggins is just talking. You don't know you me. Don't know me. <laughs> so when I speak, I speak from passion. Right here. I speak from experience. I speak from suffering. This next line is the one that gets me. I speak from suffering. Right here. The only way you're ever going to get to the other side of this journey is you have got to suffer to grow to grow you must suffer and that thing right there is really where his message uh resonates with someone like myself who you know obviously if you guys follow me on social you know that i'm working out all the time and uh, you know I've, I've been very honest i'll be more honest um Working out is basically therapy for me. <laughs> and the more I work out, the more I'm doing things, a lot of times <laughs> I need it because of what I have going on. And I, I know I've talked about it, you know, on here and such. But, you know, I think about what I've been through in my life. And I'm, I'm not trying to sing a sad story. I'm trying to sing an, an inspiring story. Um, but, you know, statistically, I'm not supposed to be anything, you know, from, you know, my earliest memories of getting my ass beat by my dad, <laughs> um, and getting verbally abused and just all those things and witnessing my dad hit my mom and witnessing my dad, you know, getting drunk and smoking in the house when my brothers and I were in there and smoking with us in the car and, you know, all these things that were just kind of normal in my life, and it fucks you up, man, like, it, it does, and, you know, I've been thinking, of, I'm trying to write, I've been trying to write, you know, I mean, I'm always trying to write new material, and, you know, I think back to, like, high school for myself, where, you know, kids are experimenting with alcohol and drugs and cigarettes and just all those things. And for me, you know, there was always this thing in the back of my mind that I didn't want to start drinking, especially. Drinking was the main one. And the reason I didn't want to start drinking was because my dad was an alcoholic and I was afraid that if I drank, that I would end up like my dad. And I don't know if I would have or not. I, I didn't really risk, you know, I didn't risk it 
by drinking, although when I finally got to the point where my dad started letting me go to parties, and that's the fucking funniest thing altogether, <laughs> um, this is, he probably, maybe he won't mind me telling this story, maybe he will, I don't know, sorry dude, um, my best friend, he knows who he is, I won't name him, just in case he doesn't want me to tell this story, um, <laughs> um, but, but, you know, he got to go to parties sooner than I did, um, and I was kind of like, fuck, dude, he gets to go, why can't I go, you know, and, you know, he, you know, drank a little bit, and did a little weed, and, you know, nothing crazy, you know what I mean, but, like, you know, he got drunk at parties and stuff, and my dad knew him from baseball, and, like I said, I wasn't allowed to go to parties, my dad never let me go to parties, you know, like, freshman and sophomore year in high school, raves were super popular, you know, like, you get these flyers, and, like, I always wanted to go, because I would always see, like, the magazines and pictures of, like, all these hot girls that were there, and, you know, I've always just wanted to go where the girls were, dude, but my dad would not let me go to a fucking party like that, okay, so finally, come my junior year, um, I had asked him if I could go to a party. I wanted to say it might have been after a football game or something. Now, he did let me go to football games. He always let me go to football and basketball games if I asked because that was sports and he could get behind that. But he was he loved me too much to let me go to a party. And then looking back, like he was fucking smoking meth with his friends. And I'm just like, was he afraid that I was going to show up at the same party as him or what, dude? Like, But anyway, so my best friend was going to a party and I asked my dad if I can go and he said no. And I said, so-and-so's going. And he's like, oh, he's going? Okay, you can go. Meanwhile, my best friend's fucking getting hammered and getting high. And I'm like, dude, he's like, you don't even fucking know, dude. Like, I've said this before. I'll say it again a million times. If I ever have kids, and I don't know if I'm going to have kids now. I'm just facing reality at my age. It is what it is. You know, they've got to be age-appropriate, kind of, but... If I want to have a kid, maybe a little bit younger, not too much, but a little bit younger than age appropriate. And that's just my reality, dude. It, it is what it is. Um, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if I did, if I do have a kid, I want my kid to be like, I want to not worry about my kid doing all the things that kids do. I want my kid to be like me, not drinking not getting in the drugs, not fighting, going to class, you know, like, all those things. And I hope that that's the case, but, I mean, I don't know, dude. With It's 50-50, right? Like, you just never know nowadays. You can, you can be a strict parent and, you know, monitor every single thing that your kid is doing or try to anyway. And maybe they come out good because, you know, you're monitoring them. But on the flip side, sometimes that turns the kids the other way, right? Sometimes, you know, you, you are too strict on them and then they rebel. And other times, you maybe you're a little bit more lax as a parent. You give your kids more freedom and then they abuse that freedom. Or on the flip side, maybe they, they take that freedom and they have a good head on their shoulders. And it's just 50-50, it's just dude. You, you really don't know. And... That's the that's what's scary about being a parent. So all you guys that are listening that are parents, you know, I feel for you because, like I said, my parents didn't have to worry about me. But, you know, a lot of parents, I get it, dude. You do have to worry. But it's just like you just never know how those kids are going to turn out. 
you know. Um, but anyway, the moral of the story, and there's a lot of morals of the story, but, you know, I used to tell people that I didn't want to drink, and some people, come on, just take a drink, just take a drink, and, you know, people always want you to get drunk with them, because there's this thing, like, and it's not so much as an adult anymore, you know, because things are different now with the social settings that I find myself in, but um, there's this thing where people that are getting drunk and doing the drugs and whatever, like, they feel uncomfortable if you're around them and you're not doing those things yourself. Like, there's this thing of, like, people don't want you to be doing better than them. They kind of want to bring you down. with it's, It's a real thing, you know? And uh, so I would always tell people that I didn't want to drink, and they would be like, come on, just have one drink. One drink's not going to hurt. And it's like, well, yeah, like, but one drink could lead to two. And, and if I have the, the gene for alcoholism in my blood, then, yeah, it can lead to other things. But it always seemed like that wasn't a good enough answer. Like, in the, you know, and they were like when I was in college and I would go to my fraternity parties and stuff and be like, oh, well, I want to play baseball and this and that or, you know, and they'd always try to, you know, and it was never just enough that I didn't want to drink. And then finally, even when I got older, like I, I used to live in Hermosa Beach, which is a huge party town. Like it's basically spring break year round. Haven't really been down there other than a couple shows I did over the last year or so, but, um, just, like, bars and clubs and fucking everyone's getting drunk all day long. I think I talked about it on this podcast before, but, you know, we used to go to this place, Blue 32 was the name, it was like a little sports bar, hence the name Blue 32, and we would go there on a Saturday and watch college football. And we would have, you know, lunch there, and we would just be watching the games, you know. One of my buddies, um, he used to be like a, I don't want to say a compulsive gambler, but he bet a lot. But he also had a lot of money, so he could bet because he had a bunch of money that he could just kind of, you know, throw away and whatnot. He drank a lot, too, but we would sit there and watch the games, and then sometimes there'd be more than one good game on, so we'd stay there. And then we'd go from eating lunch at the club, sports bar, and then we'd still be there, you know, five, six hours later and hungry. And it's like, okay, well, we got to eat again. And we would eat again. Like, <laughs> like there was times when we had multiple meals at the same place because we were there so, so long throughout the day. Like, and then we would stay there because it would turn into a club at night. And you'd just be like, that was just how it was, but back then, like, people would always ask me if I wanted a drink, and I'd just like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, you know, and why not, come on, you know, just the whole thing, and then, so finally, instead of just telling people, like, oh, I don't want to drink because, you know, my dad was an alcoholic or whatever, I'd just be like, I'm in recovery, and suddenly, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, that's so cool, good for you, and it's all of a sudden, it's like, now they're supportive, you know, like it wasn't enough that I didn't want to drink because I'm healthy and because I watch my calories or like whatever my reasons for drinking, for not drinking, whatever those were, those weren't good enough 
But the moment I was like, yeah, I'm in recovery, meaning I had to have a rock bottom moment. And now I'm in fucking AA. All of a sudden, that was an acceptable answer. And it just <laughs> it just goes back to what I was saying. Like people want to be doing better than you. They don't want you to be doing better than them in that scenario. So it's always weird. But, um, you know, it was my, it, it was what I dealt with. It was my life. It was, you know, but I don't really know where I was going with that story. I had a, I had a reason that I was telling that story. Now I don't remember. And I'm not even stoned. I'm actually pretty wide awake right now. I just had an energy drink. But anyway, don't really know what the moral of that story was other than to tell you, hey, what's going on? Um, the last couple weeks have been very interesting. I guess I was just talking about how I should be a statistic and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's full circle. Um, working out as my therapy. <laughs> That's where that came from. And, uh, over the last couple weeks, I've been, God, man, over the last, like, I want to say, like, couple months, like, I've been going to some of the, you know, some of these gigs are not the best paying gigs, I'll be honest, but just the places that I've gone to, like almost all new places, which is crazy because I was looking back at my goals for this year and one of my goals for this year was to perform, I want to say in six new clubs and cities this year. They don't have to be exclusive. Like, you could perform in a new city, but, like, not necessarily in a club. You know what I mean? Um, but I've, I've gotten both of those goals. Um, so, like, yeah. like so, so, like, a few weeks ago, I was in Medford, Oregon, which was, you know, the drive there was so pretty. You know, I was driving up north, like, outside of San Francisco, like, way up north. Like, I'm driving through like Mount Shasta and stuff, and it's just, it, it's it's really beautiful, <laughs> um, and then in, in Medford, you know, I talked about it, but it was just another, just beautiful, like, not necessarily mountain town, but surrounded by mountains, and there's this great running path along the highway, but, like, kind of mixed in with trees and stuff, just, I mean, really gorgeous, and there was a big lake there and stuff, so that was pretty. And then a few weeks ago, I told you guys I was in New Mexico in the mountains, and that was just stunning, dude. Like, the hotel, the resort is right there on the lake, and you're in the mountains, and... Um, like, it's... It was just so pretty. I, I, w I honestly, I wished I could have stayed longer. Uh, if it was up to me, I would have stayed an extra day. But the hotel was kind of expensive. <laughs> and I wasn't getting paid enough to justify staying there. I didn't sell a lot of merch. So I just came back home, whatever. But, I mean, it was beautiful. And, it, it, you know, I, I've been going on these runs in, like, you know, in those areas. And it's like, man you know, running with, like, the trees around you and, you know, running along a river or along a lake and hearing the birds and just everything, like, it just, oh, it's just really, really, uh, 
beautiful to see. And then when I was in Sedona, you know, I talked about that, talked about, you know, doing mushrooms and everything. And then, and then the weekend after that, two weeks ago, I was in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and that's fucking just, you, you fly into Denver into the, into the Illuminati airport, and then you drive like three hours outside of there you drive through the rockies and just i'm just like man like i'm going to all these places like i said places i've never been before and just discovering them and there's this 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 really kind of fun thing for me like i don't have a lot <laughs> i'll be honest um but i came from not a lot as well and so a lot of times, like, I'll go to places, especially when I'm going for the first time and just kind of just look around and take it all in and take in the sight. And, you know, one of the thoughts that always comes to me is like, man, like, my mom would have loved to have seen this. Like, she would have she would have loved it. And I think, you know, from being in a relationship, you know, there was kind of that same thing you know like if I was gonna go to a place especially like some of the places that I've been to over the last few weeks you know my girl would come with me and we would kind of get to experience it together for the first time and you know you know like I said I always think about you know my mom would would have loved to have seen this but you know since my mom was gone being in a relationship it's like well this is the next most important person to me so why not share you know, this beautiful landscape with that person. And now that she's gone, you know, I go to these places and I'm just kind of there by myself and taking it all in. And Steamboat Springs was just uh, this beautiful mountain town. Again, um, really, like, not, I don't remember what the population was, actually. I do know what the population was because I took a picture in front of the sign in front of Steamboat Springs because of the yellow, oh, it only has the elevation. Let's see what the population is. I want to say it was like 10,000. Because it's a big resort town. Steamboat Springs. Let's see. Population. Okay, I said 10,000. It's 13,000. But, you know, it's it's small enough to, it feels like a small town, but big enough that there's, you know, there's, it's a resort town too, so the population is probably a lot more, especially during the winter. It's, a, you know, people go for skiing and snowboarding and such, but, you know, plenty of restaurants and bars and uh, all those things to do, and there was a gym, there was an Anytime Fitness, so yes, I ran, um, I went to the gym, um, they have a bunch of running trails so yes I also went running and that was an adventure in itself because I'm running you know basically in the mountains at really high elevation you know it's more than a mile you know Denver mile high city is 5200 feet um, Steamboat Springs is like 6700 so even higher than that and I thought I was gonna have issues but I didn't and I think the reason is because over the last few weeks where I was in New Mexico and then back in Sedona and Flagstaff, that's elevation right there. So I've been in elevation for, you know, a few weekends in a row. And so I ran 14 miles, I want to say, and I didn't feel anything. Like, I felt great. And it was just, there's something for me 
running, like I said, you know, I like running by rivers. Running along the ocean is great. Um, running not in a city, like running being surrounded by nature in any aspect really helps kind of fuel my run even more. And the real highlight of running in Steamboat Springs was that um, I was on my run and there was a moose like 10 yards away from me, like just right there, fucking moose, just eating on grass. And, you know, there was a pond between me and the moose, but I'd never seen a moose before, like in person. And it's huge. These, it's got these huge horns. And I was just like, man, like really cool experience. You know, like I said, wasn't getting paid a lot, but, you know, sometimes it's just more about the experience for me. And the reason I didn't get paid a lot was because I took a door deal, which I said I wasn't going to do unless, you know, I was not going to lose money. And so I didn't lose money on the gig. I just didn't make a ton of money on the gig. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, man, like, if I just had a bigger name for myself, I could take a door deal confident and be able to kind of guess how much money I was going to make. Whereas, you know, on a lot of trips, I hope, (laughs) I hope that I make a certain amount of money, but there's really no guarantee, you know, so it's a little scary. You got to kind of take a gamble on yourself, which I don't mind doing, but it's still, you know, you might lose money, dude. That's just the reality of it all. But nevertheless, a great, just like I said, just experience. And I got to headline, which is cool. And it, it. It's, you know, over the last few weeks, it's kind of made me realize, like, man, like, I kind of want to live in a place like that. Maybe not necessarily, like, in the mountains, although I have kind of started to think, like, you know, I've been, I know I told you guys I'm moving to Austin, and I still plan on doing that. I'm just, uh, I just need, I'm having a hard time getting enough money saved up to get out there, which, you know, is a thing, because I live in the most expensive state, and between bills and gas and people, you know, gigs not paying enough and people fucking me over, um, you know, it's been hard to save. Um, and, and I still plan on going, you know, it just the timeline keeps getting pushed back. My plan was to be there by August. Then the plan was September. Now I'm looking at, you know, at this point, you know, with the playoffs starting and stuff, I kind of want to be here for all that just in case the Dodgers make it to the World Series and heaven forbid win the World Series. I'd like to be there, hopefully, if I can fucking swing it, um, but also go to the parade that we didn't get in 2020 when they won. Um, I'd like to be here for that celebration because if I'm not here and it, and it happens, I will go into severe depression. Like I will be happy that they won it, but I will be very upset that I didn't get to partake in all that. So I'm going to stick around until basically probably till the end of October or the beginning of November. That's my plan. But visiting all these mountain towns, it kind of has me thinking like, man, like maybe I want to live somewhere like that. Like maybe even in California where I can live like by a lake or I'm, I'm thinking like, like Big Bear or Wrightwood or Crestline, like one of those, you know, it's like so I could still get to L.A. when I need to, but also kind of still be in nature and away from the city a little bit and just go in when I need to. Like, 
that's a very viable but reasonable goal, I think. Um, but I still feel a calling to Austin. So also when I moved to Austin, luckily for me there, um, there's some communities that are just outside of the city that feel the same way. You know, it's not in the mountains, but you've got plenty of lakes and rivers and trees and whatnot. So I think that'll be good for me. I'm just kind of done with the city and traffic and, you know, obviously I live in the worst place for all that stuff, but it's kind of what's been going through my mind over the last few weeks. But nevertheless, Steamboat Springs was a great experience. I'm excited to go back. They said they'd have me back, which, <laughs> you know, if you listen to this podcast or listen to me talk, um, you know that that doesn't always mean anything. <laughs> I've been told a million times, you know, by comedy club bookers to email them back and they'll bring me back and here I am, you know, two, three years later from working those places and some of these places still don't have the courtesy of emailing me back. So it is what it is, man. I, I can't stress it enough, but if you guys see a clip that I post and you think it's funny and why wouldn't you, all the fucking clips that I post are funny, share it, man share it and then maybe someone else will share it and then maybe someone else will share it and that's how things go viral and that's how I build a following because I'm going to all these places and I'm fucking doing well and you know I'll get a few followers here and there every time I do a show but you know it's really about the online presence that's what's selling tickets these days so you know I need all the help I can get I know I've talked about it before but if you see a clip and you think it's funny, the best thing you could do, just share that. Or tag somebody in it. Or tag a comedy club in your city in the clip and be like, can we see this guy in our in our club? You know, stuff like that. It helps and it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It just costs you, you know, about a minute of your time. And you're going to spend way more than that scrolling meaninglessly through online stuff anyway. So, um, yeah. So hopefully I get to go back to Steamboat Springs, but like I said, nothing's ever guaranteed, so we'll see. Um, last weekend, I got to go to Grants Pass, Oregon, and that was uh, that was an experience also. Uh, it's about an 11-hour drive from here. Why not fly? Well, because there's no airports within three hours. <laughs> That's why. And if you know anything about small airports, you know that they're more expensive to get to. So to fly into a small airport like that is almost double what it would cost to fly into Portland. Um, and then I would have to drive, like I said, three and a half hours from Portland to get there. And at that point, you know, that's already six hours or so anyway, maybe seven hours. If you think about how long it takes, get to the airport, park. You know, get off your plane, get your bags, da 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 da. You know, get your Uber. So I just felt that it would be better to drive and obviously cheaper. And uh, you know, it was uh, an another example of a pretty mountain town. Like again, I'm like, oh, here I am again. Uh, first night we had a show in a town called Cave Junction, Oregon, which is notorious for not only their caves; they have a big cave system that has evidence of early man living there you know thousands of years ago but on top of that cave junction is also very famous for bigfoot sightings i know 
Now, I don't really know about Bigfoot. Like, I, I'm not really a Bigfoot. I'm not necessarily a believer. I'm not a not. I'm not a denier. I just. I, I don't. I haven't put enough thought into whether or not Bigfoot exists. Do I think aliens exist? Yes. Do I think Chupacabra exists? Yes, I do think that Chupacabra exists because I was pretty sure that I saw a Chupacabra when I was in Oklahoma. Now, you might say, that's not true. But I will say, yes it is. I'm, I don't know what I saw, but it looked like what a Chupacabra would look like. And it fucking looked at me and then kind of crawled away. But in a way that was human and cat-like at the same time. And I did a Google search because I was curious. And there have been people that claim to have spot the chupacabra. Claimed to have spotted the chupacabra in those parts. And if you know anything about chupacabra, the lore is, you know, it feeds off of like cows and, you know, stuff like that. Deer and whatnot. And obviously where I was in Oklahoma plenty of cows there so it's not beyond the realm of possibility and i never would have paid it any attention until i saw a thing that looked like the chupacabra like flat out he i, I saw him and i was like what and it was broad daylight like i'm talking broad daylight out on a hill right near some horses and i was like what the fuck is that i was on a run and I was on a run, and I'm like, that, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, is that a tiger? But no, it's got, like, little kind of horns, and, like, the way it looks like a person, but with a tail, and, like, animal skin. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And the way it's moving. And then I, I'm, like, I'm kind of going to get closer, and then it either hears me or something, and it looks my direction. And this is about 50 yards or so more, more like a hundred yards, like a football field away. And then he turns and looks and sees me looking at him. And then fucking runs off into the bush and like disappears. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Did I just see the fucking chupacabra? And I think I did. I think I did, dude. I think I did. <laughs> um... Maybe I didn't, but I think I did. And like I said, I did the research. But anyway, the place that I was, Cave Junction, is notorious for Bigfoot sightings. So whatever. So then the next two days, we spent our time in Grants Pass, Oregon. Again, beautiful town, you know, nestled in the mountains. There's redwood trees everywhere. Like, I've never seen a redwood before. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing all these things that I've never experienced before. And um, just like looking around, like, you know, again, Grants Pass, I Googled it, small town, especially to me, but population of 39,000. So that's not that, I mean, it's small, but it's not like, you know, my ex-girlfriend, 1,200 population small, like 39,000 is not nothing. They had an In-N-Out, you know, they had Denny's, they had a bunch of other, like, fun restaurants like i had a I, had, I, I went to this breakfast place and had a great breakfast bagel one day i went to this other place that was like a i don't know like what do you call it? like a craft gastro pub or whatever like where they brew beer but they also have food 
and had one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. No joke. It was so good. Um, and then they had a gym. I worked out at the hotel and they had another gym. Like, you know, they had stuff and I'm like, ah, maybe I want to live in a place like this, you know, like at some point, just a simpler life, you know, not like I, I don't want to live in a place like where my ex-girlfriend lived and there's only 1200 people and you know people don't have running water and you know some people don't not all I mean, a lot of people some a lot of people do have running water but you know there's there's tweakers and riffraff running around and you know like it's it's a little weird and everybody's pretty much along the same political beliefs and whatnot and that just didn't really feel great and safe at times when I was there but little place like this like there was there was a college close by um so like you know there's a little bit of a more diverse way of thinking like I said there's plenty of restaurants and but you're out you got the fresh air and it was just like there's people go fishing and you know I'm like maybe that's what I want dude Maybe that's why Austin is so alluring to me because it's a, it's a big enough city to get the city vibe, but also you go you know ten minutes outside of there, and then you feel like you're in the country, and I kind of like that mix, you know. But I, I went for a twenty mile run on Saturday. By the way, now I'll tell this story, then I'll go back if I can remember. Um, I go for a twenty mile run. And I'm running in the mountains, basically, so it's quiet, you know, it's morning, you know, I, I, I ran, I started my run at like 8.15, you know, and I'm running, and there's a running trail, you know, which, you know how I feel about that, every time I go somewhere, there's a running trail, I think, why can't fucking LA have this shit, dude, it's so fucking frustrating, they just build, 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 and it's all about cars, and streetlights, and condos, and apartments, and it's just like, ugh, a little bit more space would be nice, you know? Like, I love when I go to uh, to my best friend Eric Dunn's house, and uh, there's trails everywhere. Like, I've discovered trails just through running, you know? And it's like, why can't we have that here, man? It's so frustrating. But anyway, I, uh, I'm i running 20 miles, and I get, I get I'm, I'm about five miles into my run. I, I had it planned out. So there was a running trail that was like about two or three miles south of where we were staying and I knew that it went for a long time so I knew that I would do part of my run there but I don't want to do my whole run there because I wanted to uh, get to the point where I if I needed to stop or drink something halfway which is usually what I do um, I could stop and get something so I ran the opposite direction I ran north which is into the mountains and about five miles I turned back and then I was going to get some Gatorade and stuff halfway through my run and so I run five miles into the mountains and it gets to the point where like after a couple miles like it was so quiet and there was nothing around me, you know, other than the road and the trail and whatnot. It wasn't a trail, it was a, bi- it was a bike lane, but um, it was just really quiet and I got to thinking like, man, like I should turn my headphones down because I might get attacked by, you know, a mountain lion or a coyote or, you know, same heaven forbid, a fucking bear is coming down or whatever. Because I saw deer in the morning when I was running. And I so I thought I got scared. And so what I did was turn down my headphones just in case, you know, an animal came to attack me. I wanted to be able to hear it. 
So I run five miles out, five miles back, and now I'm heading into town. And then I'm going to go to the other trail that I saw. And I see some homeless people, and they have a dog. That's a pit bull. And then the pit bull comes towards me, not like in an aggressive manner, just like come. And I'm just thinking he's just coming to say hi. So I put my hand out to kind of like, you know, pet his head. And this motherfucker takes a fucking bite at me, dude. And I got scared because I, I didn't see it coming. And it hurt, too. And he tore my shirt, one of my favorite workout shirts. Fucking really upset about that. I ran my marathon. I, I set my PR in the LA Marathon with that shirt. And I'm really bummed out that he fucking tore it. But um, he got a piece. Like I said, he got my hand. And he didn't break the skin, luckily. But he gave me a, a crazy bruise on my hand. Like it pinched the skin together. And I, like I said, I had this big blood bruise underneath my hand. And I just got to thinking, dude, like, how ironic is it? I was just running in the woods, basically, and turning down my headphones because I was scared of an animal. And then I run into the city, or into town at least. It's not really a city. And then I get a fucking attacked by a pit bull. And it's just like, it was a whole thing. However, the positive that came out of that is after that, I had a shitload of adrenaline boosted inside of me. And I fucking kept running, dude. I, I ran. I usually get tired and start to get, you know, hit a wall at like 15, 16. And, you know, I did get tired, but I definitely felt the adrenaline rush for quite a while after I got attacked by that pit bull. But, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, he didn't break the skin. Um, the homeless guy was bugging me not to call the police because he... It's like, I can't lose my dog, man. Please don't call the cops. Like, I can't lose my dog. And then he says, uh, next time I see you, I'll give you some money. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> and then I ended up seeing the guy like a couple hours later because I went into town for lunch. And uh, <laughs> he he saw me. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I kind of felt like being like, hey, man, where's my fucking money, dude? But it's, it's fine, dude. It's karma. He's homeless. He's got worse thing to worry about, you know. But the the shows are fine, you know. Another humbling. Luckily, I was getting paid an actual rate on this gig and not um, taking a door deal like I did in Steamboat Springs. So Thursday night there was four people at my show. Saturday night or Friday night there was eight people at my show. Saturday night we had a whopping like twenty two, I think, or something. So kind of bummed out because less people there mean that less people get to see me and less people get to experience and then you know follow me on social but also less people means I don't get to sell as much merch as I usually do so I didn't really I think I sold like three t-shirts which was not good <laughs> I was kind of hoping I could sell all of them only sold three so I didn't really make the money in merch sales that I thought I was going to make, but you know, it is what it is, man. I'm not famous. So, and also, actually, I'm blaming this one not on me. I was actually a last minute replacement on this gig. I didn't get the gig till like a week or so before. Um, I was filling in for somebody else. So, that guy's pictures and stuff were all over the club um, and on the website and stuff. So, I'm going with people didn't come because they saw his picture. And not mine. That's what I'm going with. Don't know if it's right, but you know, I, I I didn't skip a workout this whole time. You know, and that's you know I talk about it all the time. But you guys, like, if you're on the road for for work or vacation, you still 
have plenty of time to get your workout in. I got lucky, you know, um, when I went to, you know, when I went to Sedona and Flagstaff, there was a, a Anytime Fitness there. You know, I've talked to you guys about this Anytime Fitness membership that I have. It has paid dividends so many times because before, you know, I used to just go to a city, look up the best gym, go to that gym, pay whatever the guest fee was, hope that maybe they let me in for free, which they would do sometimes. Um, but, you know, some places wouldn't. Like, you know, I went to a gym. Where the fuck was I? This was just recently. Where did I go? And I, and I paid the gym fee. Where was I? I don't even remember now because it's been so long since I've been somewhere that didn't have an anytime fitness. Where did I go? I, was like, I mean, I, I I worked out at Lifetime when I was in Scottsdale and they fucking made me pay even though I used to work there. The fucking cocksucker. That guy was a fucking dick, by the way. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know because I've been working out at anytime fitnesses or in hotels that have gyms, but... The, the anytime, you know, there was one in Steamboat Springs. It was like, I want to say it was like two miles from the hotel. So I walked there in the morning and then I ran back the day that I ran 14 miles. Um, nice, you know, nobody there. And then, uh, like I said, last weekend in Oregon, they had a gym at the hotel, but I did my research and there wasn't an anytime fitness anywhere close, but there were other gyms. So worst case I would have just gone to one of the other gyms and paid my gym fee or whatever but we got lucky we had a hotel gym and there was nobody staying there except for me the other comic and then there was one person staying there on Friday and then Saturday we got back at night and there was like 10 cars in the parking lot so I guess everyone just goes there and goes to the caves or goes to look for Bigfoot or I guess there's a lot of fishing in the area and stuff so I don't know but there was nobody in the gym, and that makes me happy. I love working out when there's nobody there. But that's the thing, man. Like, no matter what, whether the gym was in the hotel, whether there was an anytime fitness or whatever, like, I'm still going to get my workouts in because I have to full circle because working out is my therapy. And I really needed it. Over the, it, It's been a rough few weeks. Like I said, you know, um, some of these gigs haven't paid as much as I was hoping for, and got fucked over by a couple people that were supposed to pay me and it's just it's just the whole thing so been a little stressed out over this last couple weeks lucky you know i have some people in my life that uh care about me and you know help me out <laughs> and uh you know i i appreciate you guys um you know who you are but um you know it's it's been a couple it's been a stressful couple weeks but I, I can't let that deter me because if I don't work out, it's going to be even worse. Like, I'm in a, I, I've been in a, in a no, not, I don't want to say awful headspace, but not a great headspace. Um, but if I wasn't working out, like, it would be worse. So, you know, just got to, just got to tell it like it is, man. Working out helps me deal with my shit. And if you are dealing with shit and you're not working out, I don't know what to tell you. It will help, I promise. And if you work out, and I'm not just saying one workout, dude. Work out a few times. Make it a habit. And I promise you feel better physically, but also mentally. I can't stress enough how much this shit helps me mentally. Okay? I can't. 
Um, but with that being said, I'm very excited because I'm going to be headlining Side Splitters in Tampa next weekend, October 5th through 7th. You guys, um, full disclosure, like I said, trying to save up money. It's been really hard, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is the highest gig as far as money goes that I've ever gotten, ever. Um a couple a, a few weeks ago I had the highest paying gig when I was in Oregon um, in Lincoln City which was beautiful I talked about it right on the beach and everything this is even higher so I just keep getting I, I want to say lucky but I, I fucking work my ass off to develop my material but also to get all these gigs that I'm getting without a manager or booking agent that is fucking doing all that work for me. I'm doing this shit myself, so it's not lucky. It's just comes on the heels of, I mean, I probably emailed this club 15, 20 times. I actually was supposed to do a one-nighter at this club for my baseball tour, um, League of My Own tour. In, uh, in 2020, I was supposed to do it, and then obviously 2020 happened, so we didn't get to do it, but you know, I had that set up, so I've been emailing them, trying to get back, and they booked me to headline the weekend, and I'm headlining, my highest paid headline gig, and I'm so excited, so if you guys know anybody in Tampa, in the Tampa area, and you see me post about my gig in Tampa at Side Splitters, please share it, or please tag them, or both, because the better turnout I get, the better guarantee that they'll bring me back because it's all about money to these guys you could be funny but if there's only 12 people like you know this past weekend in Oregon there's only a handful of people are you really funny I don't know you know money talks these places are all businesses so if you guys can help me and share that would be great when you see me post if not that's fine too you guys are listening so you're supporting me there um, but I'm very excited about that and uh yeah guys thanks for listening i do have a guest lined up for next week so you won't have to listen to just me you're welcome but like i said if you guys can come to s if you guys can if you guys are in tampa fucking come dude bring everybody bring their moms tell everybody thursday through saturday man we've got five shows let's fucking pack them all out i didn't realize how many people i know in tampa but hopefully they all come it's always it's always the people let me know when you're going to come here. And then I fucking tell them I'm going to come to their city. And then they always have some bullshit excuse why they can't go. So if you're in Tampa or near Tampa, come to my fucking show. It'll be awesome. I appreciate you guys listening. This is The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. Thank you. I speak from suffering. Some people will get it and some people won't. But they have to see what their journey is to start their journey. Several people live to be 100 years old. And they have great lives. Oh, listen to and this they have part. They great kids. The kids go to college and all sorts of stuff. But somewhere in their life, there was a point where they had a decision to make. They can go left or right on this path. They can go left or right on this path. Would take the easy route and they had a good life that way but the better life was going to the right side 
and you may have 20 years of pain and suffering to get past it, but a lot of us die never truly starting our journey. And you gotta start your journey. It may suck, but it will. Come out the other side where you're coasting. Fuck yeah, let's go. I speak from suffering. 